Kiddos, I am so excited to talk to you guys today about hands, of all things. And so if you have hands, hold them up for me. Let me see them. Let me see all the hands. How many fingers? Do, uh, yeah, parents, you can participate too. How many fingers do you have on your hands? Ten. Okay. Now, what else can we do with our hands? Can you clap your hands? All right. Can you make a fist? Can you put them on your head? Can you make a silly face using your hands? That, that's, okay, that's a silly one. That's a good one. Hands are pretty amazing, aren't they? Hands are pretty incredible. God gave us these hands, and they can do a bunch of different things, can't they? Did you know that one of the things that makes you different, one, just one of the things that makes you different from all of the other animals that God created is that you have the ability to use your hands in ways that most of them can't. For example, a dog, he can't hold a ball with his paw, can he? And it's pretty hard for a dolphin to grab a doorknob and open it, yeah. right? Hands are amazing. What else can we do with our hands? Anybody? You can pick stuff up. That's right. What else can we do? Yes? You can write, okay. You can do things with a job, right? So we can pick things up, we can play with things, we can hold things, right? And I think one of the big things that's really important is that we can hold important things to us, but we can also use our hands to give people hugs, can't we? Hands are pretty amazing. Did you know that there was a time when you were born that somebody had to use their hands to hold you basically all the time? All the time, because you weren't strong enough to use your legs, right? And so they had to hold you, except for maybe like when you were laying down in bed or when you were riding in a car or something like that. They had to use their hands to hold you. In fact, in fact, somebody had to use their hands to hold your head up because your neck wasn't strong enough to hold your head up by yourself. Because if they didn't use their hands to hold your head up, your head might just flop around. Wouldn't that be silly? There was a time. There was a time when God actually needed somebody to hold him as well. Did you know that? When God came to earth, he came to earth as a baby. And so people needed to hold baby Jesus when he was a tiny little baby as well. So who do you think were some of the people that held baby Jesus. Yes. Mary. Yes, Mary, his mother. Anybody over here? Joseph. Yes, Joseph, his dad. That's right. Anybody else? Who else might you think would have held baby Jesus? His parents. Okay, so maybe just the general family, right? Aunts and uncles and family friends and things like that. So they had to hold baby Jesus as well. Did you know that there was a time that's written about in the Bible when somebody else got to hold baby Jesus? When Jesus was born, his mother and father had to take him to the temple, this special place where people went to worship God. 
And there was a man there that was in the temple, and his name was Simeon, and Simeon was very old, right? Even older than Bill Tracy over here. Mm -hmm. He was old. I mean, older than me, but Bill's older than me, and I think that Simeon was older than Bill over here as well, right? So Simeon was very old and very tired, and he was there around the temple when Mary and Joseph came to take Jesus there to say thank you to God for the life of this baby boy son that you've given to us. Well, Simeon had been told a long time ago by God himself that before he ever died, that he would get to see Jesus, the Savior of the world. And so when Mary and Joseph brought baby Jesus into the temple, Simeon took him up into his hands, into his arms, and he was so thankful. He was holding God for a moment. Just for a moment, he was able to hold God. Do you know what Simeon said in his thankfulness for holding Jesus in his hands? Well, several years ago, somebody wrote a song about this very circumstance that's found in Luke chapter 2, and it's called Simeon's Song. And it talks about the response that Simeon might have had for holding baby Jesus, right? It's written there in the scripture, and it's summed up like this. The chorus of it goes like this. Now that I've held him in my arms, my life can come to an end. Let your servant now depart in peace, for I've seen your salvation. He's the light of the Gentiles and the glory of his people, Israel. Simeon said, Listen, God, you fulfilled your promise to me. You said that I would see this child, and I know that this is the child that's going to grow up, and he's going to save the world. And so now, God, you can let me depart from this world in peace. Just for a moment, Simeon used the hands that God gave him to hold God. Isn't that amazing? How thankful do you think he must have been for just that moment to hold God in his hands? Of course, we know that Jesus didn't stay a baby, did he? He grew up, and Jesus was able to use his hands as well. And he used them in some different ways that Mr. Zane is going to talk about right now. It's great that we actually... It's great that we actually get to grow up. How many of you have ever made something for your mom or dad with your own hands? My kids many years ago made this plate for me. And as they made this plate for me, it really made me cry. And that's been 15 years ago and I still look at it almost every day. So it's amazing the power that we have in our hands. But sometimes, or there are moments that our hands don't always do those good things, like give a hug, or to share with somebody, or make them feel special. Sometimes our hands touch and do things that we're not supposed to. Or let me ask this, have you ever touched something that you didn't like? Have you ever tried to touch something that you didn't like or didn't feel good? Parents, I'm going to pass just a few of these out. Um, Let your kids feel them. 
Because our hands feel things and touch things. Oh, and parents, don't let the older siblings rub this on your younger siblings. It might hurt. It's sandpaper. Pass a few of them out. What does it feel like when you touch it? What does it feel like as you touch it? Sand. What else? Rough. It's rough. Is it, does it feel good to put it on your face? No. How would it feel to touch somebody on the arm whose skin felt like that? Or how would it feel to give someone a hug whose skin was rough and uncomfortable and not pleasant? In the time of Jesus, there were men who were sick. And they called them lepers. And they had moments in their lives that, that their skin was kind of like sandpaper. They had a disease, a skin disease that did not allow them to be around people. They're, they were rough. Some of them even probably were missing a figure or two because their skin would cause it to fall off. But what made it even worse is that when they would come down the street, they would have to yell out, I'm sick, don't come near me. And so people would come towards them and then they would stop and they would go to the other side of the road. So that they did not have to be near them. They wouldn't be up. They couldn't touch them. They couldn't get close to them. Can you imagine what it would be like. To not have any friends. Or to not have anyone come over to your house to play. Or not to be able to play in the playground. Or not to be able to give someone else a hug. How lonely that might have been. For them. And for you, if you were in that situation. But there's a story in the Bible where Jesus comes across one of these men who's a leper. And as he's walking down the street, the leper is, is wanting Tim to know that he's sick. But he's also wanting to be healed and to be touched by Jesus. And we know that the story, he goes up and Jesus reaches out his hand and touches a skin that kind of gives you the heebie-jeebies. Not comfortable. And it says that Jesus reached out and touched him. And Jesus said, I am willing to make you clean. What a powerful use of the hands. What a powerful example Jesus gives us of how to use our hands with others. And so when we go through this life. When we go to school and we're around our friends and our family, let's use our hands like Jesus did to bring about that love and that compassion and that specialness of others. And don't treat them like everybody else does when their, when their skin is rough. How do we do that? How can we touch and hold and make people feel special. It may be as simple as when you see someone who's sad, give them a hug. It may be when someone is hurt, you go over and try to help them and use your hands to help them. 
It may be sharing your toys when you really don't want to share your toys. There's so many ways that we can be like Jesus as we learn to use our hands like Jesus did. Because that's what God calls us to do as well. But our hands are limited. Our hands are limited to what we can do here on earth and with our friends. But there's someone else who has greater hands than ours. Because the God and Father of mankind, our God, His hands are waiting to hold us. And that's what Bill's going to share with us right now. All right. It is time. It is time to let me see hands. Everybody, hands, hands, hands. All right. Now, with your hands, I want you to take a look at them just for a second. All right. Look at your hands. And I want to let you know something. Do you know that the Bible has a lot to talk about when it talks about God's hands? The hands of God. Can you believe that? That it says there's the hands of God. Now, I don't know all how that looks like. What would you think the hands of God would look like? Anybody? What do you think the hands, what would you think the hands of God would look like? The same, right? It'd probably look like ours, all right? But it says that they're hands of God. Okay, now remember, what I want you to do is this. There's a lot of verses that talk about the hands of God. And I think that's so interesting. One of the places where it talks about the hands of God is when God saved the people out of Israel. So I want you to take your hand and I want you to put a big fist by it, all right? God, it says this, God used his mighty hand to save Israel. There's another place that talks about the hands of God, and it has to do with Jesus. All right, everybody, raise your right hand. Right hand, you got it? Your right hand, good job, Charlotte. Right hand, all right, it says this. It says this in Romans that when Jesus died, he was raised again, and he went up into heaven, and now he sits at the right hand of God and he intercedes for us. Now, that interceding is a really big word. Let me tell you how that works, okay? Jesus sits next to God and he says, I really love those children at sunset. Amen? That's what he says. Now, I want to tell you about one other place that's so cool about the hands of God. It's found in John chapter 10, 28 and 29, and it says this. I have give, Jesus says this, I have given them eternal life and they will ne- never perish ever. And he just says this, he goes, and they are in my, my hand and no one could snatch them away. Then he goes on and he says this, God has given me these wonderful, wonderful people. And God's greater than all things. And then it says this about God. It says this, it says that we are in God's hand And no one could snatch them away. All right, so everybody make a fist in God's hands. Now, I got to have some help here. Anson, can you come up here and help me? Come on up here. Annabeth, Annabeth, come here. Come come help me. Let's get up here, okay? All right, we're going to, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's old age. All right, here we go. All right, come over here. Come over here. All right, you ready, Anson? And you know what today is? It's Anson's birthday. Uh, say happy birthday, Anson. Happy birthday, Anson. All right, now here's what it is. 
I have something really special in my hand. And I want you to try as hard as you can to get it out. Are you ready? Okay, you ready? Go. Come on now. Try. Anson, come on. You're four years old. Come on. And how old are you? Five. You're five. Come on now. Get it out. Can you get it out? <laughs> come on. Okay. Good try. Guess what? That's sort of like it is being in God's hands. Here you go. There you go. <laughs> Somebody else wants their hands. Well, good job, guys. I want to let you know how very special it is to be in God's hands. And what I want you to do right now, I want to take your hand and I want you to pull, hold it. I want you to close your fist and then I want you to fold your other fist over it. And do you know what it means to be in the hands of God? That we are God's treasure. God looks at us and then they go, he goes, this is so special. They are in my hands. I love them so much. And he says, the thing that's in my hand is so special, right? You've held something in your hand before and went, oh, this is so special. I'm not going to let anybody see it. How about this? You know what it means to be in God's hands? It means that he protects us. He protects us so that nothing could hurt it. He just protects us and he goes, I'm going to protect you because you're in my hands. And then finally he says this, because we're in the hands of God, he goes, I am going to take special care of you, shepherd. Yes, I am. I'm going to take, I'm going to take special care of you, Elizabeth. I'm going to take special care of you, Elijah. I'm going to take special care of you. I'm going to take special care. Anson, Anson, God's going to take special care of you. Isn't that cool? All right. And that's what it means to be in the hands of God. Now today, we want you to remember about hands. We want you to remember that at one time, Jesus was a baby and was held by somebody's hands. We want you to remember, too, that Jesus used his hands to do good. But more importantly, we want you to remember that you are in God's hand and you're safe. Now, to remind you of that, we have a special gift for you. All right? Here's what it is. In this bag, we have... We have a special thing to where you could hold it up, and it has the hands. And on this card, it says this, safe in the hands of God, and the verse. And at the back, you could do some coloring. But this thing here is made of wood, and so you know what we got you? And the parents are really going to love this. We got you a paint set. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're going to really love that. Okay, so we have a paint set for you. And then at the bottom, we have some candy for you. So guess what? We want you to take one of these, and we want you to remember about, and let's try it one more time. Let's try it one more time. Everybody, are you ready? Everybody, even the adults, we want you to remember about what? I want to thank you for... Uh, letting us speak to our children today. I want to thank you for letting us talk about the hands. 
I, uh, as a point of invitation for us, last week I was in Colorado and I was visiting my uh, 86-year-old father who has dementia. It's pretty far. And uh, in his younger life, when I was in college, life was not going real well for him. And he did some things that actually, in a sense, brought some shame to his life. And, and because of that, he's always really struggled with the confidence and the certainty of salvation. And we've had many long talks and we've had many conversations about the assurity of our salvation. But I want you to know, it, it, for a lot of Christians today, the assurity of our salvation, the confidence in our salvation wanes sometimes. And in fact, we walk around wondering every once in a while whether or not God really cares and God really loves and if I'm okay with God. And I want to let you know that the passage that we did something with the kids about should also spring for us this air, this wonderful confidence, this confidence in our salvation as children of God that we are in not only in the hands of God, but we're in the hands of Jesus and we are held tight by him. And today, if you brought a smile to you, and we're so grateful we got to do something with our kids, but today the, the invitation is this, for those of us who are Christians, be confident in the hand of God. Be confident in the hand of God. But this also serves as an invitation. And the invitation is this, is to get into the hand of God. Colossians chapter 3 says this, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your th mind on things above, not on earthly things, for your you have died and your life is now hidden in Christ. Can I tell you when you get to the hand of God, you know when that is? When you're immersed into Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and by faith calling on his name. And so today the invitation, Matt's going to sing here in just a second, is this. For those of us who are in Christ, know this, that you are in the hand of God. You're in the hand of Christ. And for those of you who need to respond, my, my plea is this. Get into the secure hand of God while we stand and while we sing. <laughs> 